With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview in association with Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off everything Luke have to offer, then use the discount code TVV20 and you will get 20% off. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined as ever by David Reid. And we've got a lovely transfer talk reunion this week because we've got Harriet, <laughs> the Anfield Rap and Sky Sports News with us to talk about our opponents, Liverpool. Harriet, thank you very much for joining us in a very red room. Is that actually a red room or is that a background? It is a very red room. No, no, this is real wall. This is real wall everywhere. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Nice to be back with both of you. Yeah, feels like a little reunion, doesn't it? Yeah, you well? Yes, good, thank you. Yeah, good. I'm kind of crawling to the end of the season now. I feel like I feel like most fans are, regardless of who they support, but Liverpool have been riding a good wave at the moment, so hopefully that will continue for us anyway, not for you guys, until the end of the season. I was going to say, Dave, Liverpool don't feel like they're crawling at the moment and no. you know, all, through the se- all through the season. There's probably been some great times to play Liverpool. Unfortunately for Villa, when they really need to get three points to try and get it into Europe, it's probably the worst time of the season to play Liverpool. The big games keep on coming, don't they? We've been talking about it for the last few weeks for, for Villa. Every every game, every weekend seems like a, a playoff for the European spots. And, and this one feels no different. Liverpool riding on the crest of a wave at the moment. And it feels like they're on a on a bit of an unstoppable run at the moment. So it'd be up to us to try and uh, try and stop it this weekend. Yeah, what's changed, Harriet? Because it has been a, a very up and down season. Probably at the first half of the season, there was more downs than, than ups, but they've got it together in recent weeks. There's been a couple of, of subtle changes, but what, what is it that you think's changed that's got Liverpool back in the groove? Well, it was downs immediately followed by ups. That was the way the season was going. As soon as we had a really good result, really emphatic result, people would be like, right, this is it. Now we can ride this wave. And then straight away, it would be a downfall again that you, you winning United 7 0 and then losing to Bournemouth the week after was kind of uh, 
kind of a microcosm of that. But what's changed for me is the system and the setup and mainly Trent, but everyone's going to talk about Trent and how that's his role has changed and how that's changed the system. But it's had knock-on effect on so many other players. And so I'll kind of go through that like really briefly and not go all statsy and boring. But for Robertson, it's meant that he's had to hang back a little bit more and play a bit more of a defensive role because both fullbacks can't be darting all the way up the pitch because that would leave the defence far too exposed. And I actually think that suited Robertson quite a lot. And he seems to look really at home there already. But I think more than that, it's really suited the forward players. Curtis Jones, who, who I'm sure you'll want to kind of touch on later, has been given the freedom to roam, the freedom to push higher up the pitch because he's got Trent behind him, Fabinho behind him. And then there's that real versatility in the forward line. That There was a real theme at the start of the season when results weren't going well. that Salah was just stuck out to the wing, couldn't really get close to goal. And now there's this versatility where they're all switching positions Gakpo's sometimes drifting out to the right Salah's drifting on the inside Jones is coming in off the left whoever's playing on that left hand side has been Diaz recently has been involved in that as well it's just benefited everyone in a way that probably most fans as well would not have anticipated and the manager certainly wouldn't have anticipated because if he did I'm sure he'd have tried it a lot earlier but we have not lost a game since the system change was implemented. And, and I can't actually believe I'm saying that when the cons- inconsistency was so ingrained in how Liverpool's season was going. And now it's just win after win after win after win seven times now. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't see an eighth win this, <laughs> this week. And, I mean, there's a lot of things there that, that have changed, I've read, but I've got, to, I've got to say, Gakpo is one of them. I didn't really see him as like the withdrawn forward kind of doing what Firmino used to do, but he's doing that very well. And that's enabling other players to get involved in the game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Harriet, but he sort of, he, he kind of started his Liverpool career in the wide positions and now he yeah. seems to have made that central, um, central striker role his own. It feels like it's going to be the Firmino 2.0 and it, I guess it could be a, an interesting team selection. I know Firmino's had a bit of an injury recently, but it's, it's going to be his farewell this weekend. So is there a, is there going to be any room for sentimentality this weekend and a start for Firmino or is he going to keep things the same? And, and keep Gakpo up front in that central striker role. It was really interesting Cloud Klopp spoke about it, by the way, because he said, he said, we've got two roles and one of them is goodbye and one of them is winning the game. And he said, we've got to sandwich the game in between basically saying goodbye and all the sentiment. But for those 90 minutes, I just feel like the sentiment can't matter too much. No, for me, no, we'll, we'll come off if he's, if he's fixed. He'll, he's come, been injured, on. He? He'll come, on the, come, come off the bench where I would have thought I don't see Klopp ripping up. What, what he's been doing, because everything he's done in the last few weeks, it seems to have worked. Is there an argument, Harry, and you're probably not going to like this question, that the fixtures have been nice? Is, is, there, is that something that you've, that you've thought about from a Liverpool point of view? Although, you, you know, you're saying you beat Man U and then went to Bournemouth the next week and lost. I suppose, really, you can only beat what's put out in front of you. There's been games that during this run where we've been winning, where I felt like earlier in the season, we would have 100% lost them and probably lost them quite emphatically. And the new system's been tried now against different systems, different kinds of opposition, different challenges. So that is what's making me think that maybe it's not about the opposition. It is about Liverpool doing well and actually it working and it gelling. That's not to say that there isn't areas where I think opposition can definitely exploit. And I'm sure Villa will be looking at that and thinking, where are the areas where we can get in behind? That right-hand side, when Trent is further forward, leaves Canate very exposed. I think a lot of people worry about Watkins and how good he is at the moment. So there's definitely imperfections in it, but it has been tried now against a lot of different challenges and has been coming out the other side. But but playing Aston Villa for me has been one of the games that I do think will test the new system the most. So we'll see what happens come Saturday. 
Yeah, I think that was probably I was the just... toughest fixture, isn't it? That Liverpool have had Dave. I would say, not being biased, but you look at the fixtures. <laughs> you know, Villa, Villa is is a, is a tough team to play at the moment. Yeah, and I think that was what I was going to ask. Really, is is where are the weaknesses? We've kind of seen Liverpool steamroller teams at the moment, but is is that the main the main weakness with with Canati as the as the kind of right sided centre back drifting out to that to that right hand side? And when Liverpool lose the ball, is that the area? that they can be targeted or is Robertson an area that you can target as well? I'd say Canati is covering so much ground at the moment. So when Trent is further forward up the pitch, it, it means that Canati is basically covering twice as much ground. And that is where opposition have been trying to play the ball in. But I think it's also a good point on Robertson because if both fullbacks at times are on the attack and push really high up the pitch, it does leave a lot of room. And on certain counter-attacks, when teams have managed to counter-attack really quickly and get the ball high up the pitch, there has been chances that we've conceded and really high value chances as well. So those are probably the biggest weaknesses. Yeah, I think that's the area I look at, Dave, where Villa can hurt Liverpool because on that left-hand side, if you've got Watkins, who he's been playing mainly centrally, hasn't really been drifting wide, to, to be honest. But for this game, you'd think Emery will probably have him drifting into that space that Alexander-Arnold vacates. They've got Jacob Ramsey on the left-hand side as well, who's a who's a really good ball carrier. Moreno is the, a bit, you know, we talk about Liverpool system. Moreno is the fullback for Villa that bombs on. Got bag, bags of pace and has been really good since he signed in January. So I do look at that kind of left-hand side as Villa's strength. And from what Harriet said, that could be the, the place that Villa exploit Liverpool. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, a lot of talk when, we, when it comes to Liverpool is around this kind of 3-2-5 with Robertson, Van Dijk and Canati as the three. And then, Trent inverting into that central midfield position. Liverpool end up with that 3-2-5 and, and Villa end up with a kind of 3-2-5 as well with the young Conser and, and Mings and Moreno as the far left and whether it's McGinn or Bailey down the right and then a kind of 2-10 system with Watkins as the striker. So it'll be a kind of interesting matchup as both teams end up in the final third but in two different ways and, and positionally it'll be interesting to see who matches up with who. Does someone go and, and target Trent? I think in the, the Liverpool game against Nottingham Forest, they tried to man-mark Trent in that central midfield position. Do Villa try and do something similar uh, at the weekend and, and maybe put a, a Buendia on him um, as, a, as a kind of constant player around him? Or do we try and, when Liverpool have got the ball in those deeper areas, send a Douglas Louise further forward to close down Trent Alexander-Arnold. So it'd be interesting to see how Unai Emery tactically goes about it in the midfield. I think we're going to end up seeing the kind of back six, as we've seen for Villa yeah. in a number of away games. I think that'll be the way that Villa will go about it, where the five in the forward areas for Liverpool are covered off by six Villa players, whether that's a, a winger dropping back into the left-back or, or the right-back position. And then it'll be about springing those counter-attacks, probably through, through wide areas if Villa can. I think that's Kamara. I see Kamara playing on on Saturday. I think with Kamara and Louise, if you are poised to break, those two have got the distribution in the middle of the park to, to break fast. Harriet, you're being asked in the in the chat about Klopp's touchline ban, so he's he's been banned for for two games. Do you think that's going to make a make a huge difference to proceedings? It probably won't make a, a, a massive difference. No, sorry, people are coming into the room, but they'll be quiet now. It probably won't make a massive <laughs> difference. No, I think it's it's one of those things that's probably been coming for a little while that we've tried to work out what the repercussions of the incident were going to be and. 
yeah, it's annoying. I think he'd have wanted to be there, particularly because it's the last home game of the season. But will it make a really direct impact on the game and the, the way it goes? Potentially not. And Pep Linz as well, that he's his right-hand man. So I expect him to be given very strict and direct instructions about what to do during the course of the game. So I'm not too concerned about it, although it is annoying and I'm sure he'll feel that way as well. The fourth official's in for the loveliest day at Anfield this season that anyone's had, is, is whoever the fourth official is. They're in for a lovely time with no clap on the, on the touchline. Nothing to worry about for the fourth official this weekend. Kind of on the beach now, knowing that Jurgen Klopp's not, not, not going to be there. Just wanted to ask you about Curtis My men's have just let that go. Is that, is that how it has to work? <laughs> what do you yeah, mean? When well, I'm on your, when I'm on your podcast, I'm joking. It's up to you. I, I love you. I love Jurgen Klopp. He, just <laughs> like a chat. he likes a chat with the fourth official. I don't think any of us can deny he that. He likes the challenge, I think, yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> what about Curtis Jones, Harriet? Because yeah. I think he's been a revelation since since he came. I think even before he was in the goals, I think he's one of the things that's made a huge difference to to Liverpool's midfield. And I'm, this is going to sound disrespectful, and I don't mean it to. I think he's a seven, at least a seven out of ten for everything that you want a midfielder to do. And I think Liverpool were struggling in midfield earlier on in the season with the balance of the team. I think he's come in and he's been a big reason. While you know, Fabinho looks better than he did pre-World Cup really as well he looked like he was running through treacle at times in the first half of the season but Curtis Jones has got, he's knitted it all together I think really nicely he has and that's a really good way of putting it that he has knitted everything together and most people have been talking about Trent and how well he's done in the new system but for me it is 100% Curtis Jones who who is the one that has alongside Trent just completely thrived it's been a funny season for him. He's been in and out of the team. Sometimes he's had sort of inconspicuous injuries. He had an eye injury that kept him out for a really long period of time. People weren't entirely sure what happened. And Klopp spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, actually, and said he's been so impressive, but there is still a lot to work on and his ceiling is still a lot higher. And I'm excited to see where that talent can go. And hes I don't know if you've ever watched many interviews with him. He's a very confident, very, very confident guy. Really trusts his own abilities, trusts how good he is. And he was asked, you know, you've got midfielders coming in in the summer. There's going to be a lot of changes. You should kind of back yourself. And he was like, 100%, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready to bring that on. I think that's what you've seen week in, week out at the moment, that he's ready for the challenge. He's looking like he could score every time he plays on the pitch, which is is not really you know, characteristic of Curtis Jones and he just looks like he's got so much freedom. So yeah, definitely a threat and a starter at the moment every single game. There's no doubt that he'll start at the weekend for me. Yeah, I think he'll be in the England squad. Have you been impressed with him, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. It's, he's almost kind of exploded with Liverpool's form as well this this season um, towards the back end. So yeah, he is, he is one who is definitely, he's got space to improve. He's got time to improve. I just wonder whether he's made this run at just the right time in order, not, not, not necessarily to save his Liverpool career, but there's no doubt that Liverpool are looking for the midfielders in the summer. Would he have been high enough, high enough up in the conversation when it comes to Liverpool midfielders for next season? And I wonder whether this run has now put him firmly front and centre in the plans going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this run will have done him huge favours going into next season because Liverpool will obviously be active in, in the summer. I don't think there's much left to cover either. Do you think of anything that we that, that we should be covering? I mean, I should know really, but I'm just asking around. <laughs> I think um, I, I've got an interesting one. Actually, I wanted to touch on what Dave was saying earlier about Trent and how you guys deal with Trent because people have tried to deal with him in different ways in terms of some teams have put two players on him. Some teams kind of man-marked him. 
that for me is a problem because then you're freeing up other players. Like whenever Trent is man marked, Gakpo seems to have way more room in front of him and he thrives with that or Salah will have more room. So it's that for me will be the key battle, how you guys set up to deal with Trent and the threat he has right from the centre of the pitch. And if you do choose to man mark him or have someone that's basically constantly covering him, how much space we'll, we'll be able to exploit in front of that. And it's also the battle of the high lines a little bit, isn't it? Which I'm excited yeah. to see. It's going to be... I hope, I'm hoping we don't play the high line. <laughs> In all honesty, I'd be, I'd be quite was, worried saying the high line. I was going to ask, because like I, I watched you guys at the weekend, but is that pretty stylistic that you have been doing that high line in, in a lot of games this season? tends to change, doesn't it? We haven't done it in every game. We don't do it often away from home, although surprisingly we did go to Old Trafford and do it, didn't we, Dave? I, I'm, I'm not sure we'll do it against Liverpool, though. I don't, I don't think we can. It'll be high-ish, but it can't be as high as it was at Old Trafford because we'll get picked off. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we'll play a high line this weekend. It, it's he's he's chosen, kind of he's picked and cho- chosen the games to play the high line. Um, I, I mean, the Manchester United one, we we ended up not playing it so well, but the Tottenham game it worked absolutely perfectly, and and Tottenham seemed to get really frustrated with that. But it's not something that he does every single week, and I, I do feel like it, we will kind of sit deep and compact this weekend. I think the back post is an area we've got to worry about because. I, there's a couple of goals against Leicester getting in at the back post, those crosses from the wide areas, crosses from the kind of deep right-hand side from Trent. The full-backs have got to be really concentrated on that back post. And I, I, I was kind of one question, I wondered whether it might be a case for Conza shifting over to right-back and Diego mm. Carlos coming in at centre-back, maybe. It's a big ask, got, isn't it, though? Not starting it is for a long time. Huge ask, absolutely. I just wonder whether that's a consideration. And then for me, the only toss-up is whether it's Wendy or Bailey, because I do think Kamara will come into the starting lineup. He offered that little bit more control when he came on against Tottenham, and I think control is what we'll need, uh, when, certainly when we have the ball anyway, to try and keep it at the weekend. And it means that McGinn will kind of have an, an all-Scottish battle on that right-hand side against Andy Robertson, which will be interesting to see. Um, <laughs> so I think Kamara will come in, and then it's a case of, does he choose Bailey? Does he choose Buendia? I think for me, it probably would be Buendia, which means Bailey, Bailey drops out the team just because I think Emiliano Buendia is just a little bit better in terms of uh, knowing how to cover that central midfield area, knowing when to press and when to move and who to shadow in, in, the, in when Liverpool have the ball in deep areas. Me and you never agree on what the team's going to be. No, I, think, no. I, 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 no, I think Bailey will play because just because yeah. of the counter attack, I think mm. you'll want a bit more pace in the, on the counter. Actually, whilst we've got you here, Harriet, Villa's defence has been amazing. I think we've only considered two goals from 13 in open plan. You were at Villa a month or so ago interviewing top Tyro Mings. How, how impressed were you speaking to him? Yeah, really impressed. Really impressed by him as a person and a character as well. There was obviously that you could speak to them a lot more than what is shown on TV. And he was just a genuinely like humble and really respected guy, clearly around the whole club. And there was some of the, uh, I don't know which age group, probably under 10 or 11 that were in the, in the room afterwards. And they were like, where is he? Where's Tyrone Mings? They were getting very excited. But no, I think what you could really get from that is how much so many players have thrived with the new manager and his attention to detail and how much kind of they are all gelling with him. And one thing I watch Villa that I'm kind of scared about for Liverpool is how intricate they are, like how Liverpool at times this season have been all over the opposition, but then there'll be a really quick counter-attack or there'll be an intricate kind of passage of play and we'll concede a goal. And I think Villa are very much capable of doing that. And and yeah, it was he was a, a great figure to speak to and I learned a lot about everything that's going on at Villa at the moment. And I'm, yeah, it looks like an exciting journey to be a part of, definitely. Yeah, it'd be an exciting game. I think 
you know, at this stage of the season, both teams have got something to play for, which is which is quite quite rare going into going into the last few games. Villa desperate for three points because they need to get more points than than Spurs at the end of the season to make sure they get in Europe. And Liverpool do still have that chance of, of Champions League. Do you think Liverpool are going to do it on Saturday? And do you think do you think they'll get Champions League, or do you think they've left themselves a little bit too much to do? Just depending on other people's results, isn't it? And it's slightly annoying that it is that way. But for United, they just have to win two of their last three. And I think they'll do that. Newcastle, I think, have to do the same. But their goal difference is better than ours. So it would be a bit more of a difficult task. So I don't know if we will. But there was points of season where I didn't even think we'd get Europa League football. And that's now guaranteed, which is which is good. And the finals in Dublin. So we can all have something to look forward to if we manage to get there. Do I think we'll win on Saturday um, I think it will be a difficult game. I think it'll be the most difficult game we've had in, in recent times. But I do think at Anfield and having so much still to play for that we might we might edge it. Sorry. No, to be honest, I think the same. I, I know what a part a home crowd can play, can play in a game. I think of Villa and Newcastle a few weeks ago. And I just think it'll be the same for Liverpool. So many players, farewells as well. They're on a really good run at the moment. It's a, t- it's a terrible time to play Liverpool. I think it'll be close. I think Villa will score. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've, I've got a feeling we'll lose to two. Um, we've lost our last four at Anfield as well, so not had a great time there in recent seasons. Dave? Yeah, I can't disagree, really. I think I think Villa will score, but I think we'll be on the on the wrong end of the result eventually. Maybe 2-1 two, two, probably mm. is, my, is my prediction. And then Milner and Firmino and everyone gets the, gets the, the Anfield send-off. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's not going well, they can just throw those players on and the, the crowd, will, crowd will be up, won't they? Yeah, I hate going against people when you know it's their last game for the home crowd. For, for me, and I feel it's absolutely odds on to score. If you, if you I feel like we're, t- we're talking ourselves out of it. We're talking no. ourselves out of it. <laughs> no, I, I, if Rory wasn't I don't... here, we'd be giving it loads. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't often predict us to lose, in, in, in all honesty, but especially in, re- in recent times. But I've just got the... I've just, I think it's such a tough place to go at the moment and... I think everything is pointing in, in Liverpool's direction. If Villa was still on that unbeaten run, I'd maybe feel a bit more likely, but we have lost a couple of games away from home. We haven't won in our last three away from home, actually. So if you look at it from, from that point of view, I, I just think Liverpool are, are the favourites, and I do think they'll sneak it, but I do think it'll be close. That's it. That does us for the match preview. Thanks to Harriet for joining us, and thanks to Dave Reid, as ever, for joining as well. We'll be back on Sunday for a post-match point at some point. I'm going to the game on Saturday, so it won't be on Saturday but thanks to those that have tuned in live and thanks to those that will go on and watch it as well do get yourself some loot roper clothes if you're in the market for some new garments TVV20 will get you 20% off have a good rest of your Thursday and up the villa Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.